episode of season one of That Wasn't Supposed to Happen. Today I'm here with my producer, actually. Uh, I've talked about him a few times over the season. He almost got into a fight with my Red Sox fan uh, guest one of those weeks. I didn't almost get into a fight <laughs> with him. Sure. I mean, it could it, it could have it gone either way. I love that you have a whole movie in your head <laughs> about you a recording me? session. Right. <laughs> well, I guess today we're going to talk about Making the show. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the couch this time. I am the guest of yeah, my own show. Of your own show this time. Which probably makes sense because I didn't even want to say my own name in my own show. When it first oh, we'll get to started. that. I got clips. <laughs> this is where I'm just going to spill it all about what it's like <laughs> to produce Heather Delamore. If you That's like what's happening sipping this tea, this is the episode for you. <laughs> and also, if you hate Heather, this is the episode for you. <laughs> Oh, then it'll be my favorite episode. Right. Because <laughs> nobody hates you more than you. All right. We're going to start this way with okay. a, just like an overview of making the show yeah. before we deep dive into the episodes. Sure, sure. Okay. So I guess the elephant in the room, first and foremost, okay. that anyone who knows you, your circle of friends would think to themselves when they heard that Heather Delamore has a podcast, mm-hmm. what do you think they thought it was going to be? Um... They probably thought it would be a lot of me making self-deprecating jokes about myself. Like, like what just right, happened? What just happened right. um, and they probably thought it would be funny. Like it right, would be. Right. Cause that's the defining word when, yeah. when your circle of friends are yeah. like, Hey, let's invite Heather. She's the funny one. Uh, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you land on a show Yeah. with the Megan episode, right? So yeah. Megan was cheated on by her husband. Yes. He cleared out her bank account. Yes. She gives him another chance. Yeah. And he does it again. And then she gets cancer. And this is the story with the happy ending. (laughs) Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. That is a beautifully crafted sentence. That is a great way to put it together. That is the, you know. Yes. And and, and that's, it's funny you bring that one up because um, it probably has the funniest moment uh, of of the entire season. Yeah. When she is telling the story of the first time she had to meet the doctor uh, for the mastectomy and she relays the story. First of all, all of my guests just have such a handle on their own life stories. They just know what parts to Yeah, include. we'll deep dive on them later. Yeah. Yeah. But her knowing, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tell everyone about my friend Stephanie who turned to the doctor and said... 
But tell me this, will she be able to wipe her own? I, I haven't laughed that hard yeah. in, in, since the show we did together. I right. have not laughed that hard in a long time. Well, let's go, let's go back to that. So when the show started, you and I were doing a show together. We were. A silly show. It was very silly. <laughs> right. And then you came to me. As I was doing more bookings out of my workspace, mm-hmm. you came to me and, and with an idea for a show. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, you've never interviewed anyone or hosted a show. This will be <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> and then you told me what the idea was. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I guess we should do that. And then we got on such a momentum. We had the first three episodes done in November. And if I'm yeah. not mistaken, within a week and a half, it wasn't like three weeks. Yeah. We had, at one point, we had two guests in one week. Mm-hmm. And then- the th- I think Jeff showed up the week after mm-hmm. and we were just like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, this show's going to be awesome. Da, yeah. da, da, da. And then we were like, let's take a break for the holiday. Yeah. And then we came back and the Quran happened. And everybody had COVID. <laughs> and everyone had COVID. <laughs> the schools were closing. My kids kept being put on quarantine. Right. Um, yeah. Like we, yeah. we were so excited before that happened. Cause I had given you the demo for the theme song. Yeah. And then, which, by the way, oh, do you know how many of my friends ask me, what's that song from? Like, what band sings that song? And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, Doug wrote it for the show. And then, oh, I thought it was a real song. I'm like, well, it, it is a real song. <laughs> like, they think it's, it's like was, a It's 40 seconds of a real song. <laughs> it's, the real song is only 40 seconds, is what I mean to say. So what happened was... Because I know what kind of music you listen to, yeah. And I was like, well, "What do you want for the show?" And you and you describe that floaty stuff that yeah. you're into because you're into like bearded guys who make floaty music. Yeah, right? yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> from like Austria or Switzerland or whatever. Where's Sigaross from? Iceland. Iceland, right? So they're from like you know the land Bjork under, and so I went and I got like the sample pack of their drum kit. Yeah. So we, you know, so I, I put that together. We, the idea was that it, if the episode was like happy, like Jeff, yeah, or John, mm-hmm. right, like you'd hear that in the theme song. Mm-hmm. If it was like every other episode, <laughs> every single other, episode. Um, you would hear that in right. the theme song as well. So right. sort of like like a Rorschach test. But yes. here I get to tell it myself because. There was this fartsy thing because we had this great Rorschach test, right? I'm showing you the song. I'm like, look, it's melancholy, but also happy. And we were really excited about it. Yeah. And then um, I did this fartsy thing in the beginning where it was like I played the one piano chord on yeah. one speaker. Then yeah. the other side, I kicked a piano and recorded that yeah. with the same chord. So this way it'd be like the happy side. And we would know it was there. And ooh, aren't we fucking cool? <laughs> right? And then I go to ep- edit episode one. And I insert the theme song in and it's like, and I'm like, oh, I got to redo that because this sounds like a fucking horror movie is about to start. Oh, Remember that? Right, and I was right. like, oh, there's a little bit of delay on episode one <laughs> because I have to remaster the theme because it's not it. It, it wasn't yeah. quite it. No. Some, yeah. yeah. Somebody was making like in they knew about music <laughs> and thinking that was going to be cool. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was that. But then we, um, we got back from the cron. Yeah. Right. And then you had to learn how to do remote things very quickly. Cause my, again, oh. my daughter had to go back to remote yeah. learning. Yeah. So we, you couldn't even be in the workspace. Nope. Which is, which, so I kind of hint to it in the beginning of 
episode one uh, that, you know, I say, I think my line is, uh, you know, welcome to a podcast that wasn't supposed to happen and I'm not even supposed to be here. The, the thought of not being in this room with you was paralyzing. Like, I am not you. I don't, I don't have a background in sound engineering technologies and in, in even where to put my face in front of a mic. You know, though I've sang in choirs and, and, you know, things like that. I just, it felt insurmountable to have to do this in my, you know, silly basement. <laughs> so I gave you this microphone. You did. It's like a dynamic mic from, what was it? I gave you the red one, right? The Audio Technica. Yes. From like yes. 1998. Are you going to tell them that I hold it? <laughs> so, yeah. So you decided to, no, no, no. The best is we start with the voiceovers first. <laughs> Where you have to do your like your monologues, right? Right. So you're doing those with, you know, I assume in my head you look like a Micaiah Minor Threat, like you have the cord wrapped around your. <laughs> oh my god! And you're just yeah, and you're just killing it, right? Just, and screaming it into the mic. <laughs> you know what? I do have a clip of you though. No. Of this is the time I got to sit in on one of your voiceovers and so just it sort was of directing here. it. No, no, no. You were in your basement. We were over Zencaster. Oh, so I had you silent on Zencaster. Yeah. Right. Yes. So right. like, and I'm just listening in to make sure there's no crazy sounds mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. And this is how it went, ladies and gentlemen. No. From Spillway Street Studio and producer Doug Wartell, this is That Wasn't Supposed to Happen. Um, You didn't say your own name. You told me to take it out. I told you to take my name out. <laughs> Not no. your name, it's your show. <laughs> you wrote, you don't have to say. No. I'm, I'm going to pull up the text. You said, you don't have to say yeah. your own name, yeah. it's your show. No, no. I said, you don't have to need to say my name, it's your show. Uh, I know what I wrote. I, yeah. I read it as like, you don't have to say your own name, it's your goddamn show. But <laughs> Okay, a couple things. First of all, A... That makes no sense. And two, why the fuck would you agree to that? <laughs> like, it's your show. I was I'm like, like you're going to say your own name. It's the Doug show. I turn knobs. It's my show. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I thought you right, yeah. told me I should Chevy Chase it and say my name as much as possible. But I'm yeah, like, yeah. I totally read your text wrong. So then what is yeah. from Spillway Street Studio? Hosted by me. Yeah, is that how? It, and take one. out, yeah. take out you as the producer because I. <laughs> yeah, you put well, my I name want on you it. Get so. your fucking credit. I, yeah, I, I want appreciate you to get your credit. it. You, uh, <laughs> um, all right, right you let's give that try it again. Whirl? Yeah, right. and I, I feel like I didn't like <laughs> some of my vocal inflections, so give it another shot. Okay, <clears throat> ready. Hmm. This is a podcast about life stories. Your stories. Doug Wartell's story. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that was it. I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. (laughs) My favorite thing is that the the switch that goes on and off between, you know, voiceover Heather and taking direction Heather. It's like two different people. (laughs) The Axel Rose of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I, 
you know, one of the things you had said to me was we're was losing make a ruckus. Yeah, we're losing you in the show. You know, don't forget this is your this is your baby too. It's not just your guest's show. So I'm just trying to be unique. You know, I'm just adding a little punk rock to my intro. Right. With gusto. <laughs> but no, we'd spent we had the first three episodes in the yeah. workspace and then we had you know a long time between then and then I think the the next one was Rich when you had Rich come in at ten o'clock in the morning yeah. from an overnight. Well, it would the be the ICU nurse. It would be Jeff before Rich. No, Rich was Jeff was three. Oh, we that's had, right. We had the You're three right. in the can so before the break. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Rich was the first one yeah. after the break. You're right. That we could actually be in the workspace for. You're right. And then we don't come back to the workspace working together until Michelle. Until Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. So like most of this show. Mm-hmm. Or at least half of it, because I'm not going to do math right now. But like, well, if you count intros and outros, right? And and if you can't, you know, and then there are multiple interviews I just I did in my own basement, uh, uh, Genesis's episode and Megan's. Then yeah, most most of the show was was recorded in my damp basement. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can hear the dampness too. It's like. <laughs> Just I mean, my funny, the funniest thing about that is to I had to talk you into getting a mic stand, and the selling point was, but Heather, you can tie bandanas on it like Steven Tyler, <laughs> and you were like, yes, and the next day you were like, going to get a mic stand. I, okay, so I think we need to stop for a second, and just so everyone can appreciate. Again, you know, a lot of my listeners are new to me as a human. So thank thank you for listening. That's that's amazing. Most are my friends. So they this is they're laughing right now or they're nodding like, "Uh mm uh-huh, that checks. That's on brand. But yes, you kept asking, are you still holding your mics when you interview people? Are you still holding your mic in your hand? (laughs) (laughs) So what was that like? (laughs) (laughs) The the peas are like. Like you're battling Dougie Fresh. <laughs> I've always wanted to, so that's fair. But yet, when you were like, "Don't you know if you had a stand, you could adorn it?" I was and the pea I popper. Just, you know, I was raised on that that music video with Alicia Silverstone. So you know, so that's like sold. Yeah, that was it. You're <laughs> like, yeah. But you know what? Let's deep dive into some of the episodes okay. because this show becomes something entirely different yeah by the way before we even start i'm gonna tell you i'm proud of it and i'm proud of you oh thank you but the first episode was john michelle it was yeah and these are stories that i'm gonna tell about the making of the show that i i'm positive you don't remember (laughs) okay all right so john came in Mm -hmm. and great interview and you guys already know each other you guys had a great rapport and i know john so that went you know about smoothly as it could yeah and then i get to editing And you sent me, no, no, you did the monologue here for that one, didn't you? I did do the monologue here for that one because I was so nervous. And I think the first monologue I wrote was more of like an outro. It was more of like a synopsis. Welcome to this this episode. You're going to hear about a boy that first was raised in this, you know, Rockland County. And then he did this and, and you just looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and yeah. you were like, All right, like, where's you? Like, where's your writing? And I just had that moment where I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll just tell the truth. Like, I will tell, I will tell the story. Like, I'm, I'm glad you said those words. Yeah. Like, go, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. no, I will just, I'll, re- 
I'll reveal it that I am just coming off of deep depression and huge resentment for the fact that I have a family and my life didn't go down a certain trajectory. And I didn't know I was going to hear that story from John, but but like the Shakespearean foil of it, right? Like I had a family and it made my life better. And I was like, oh, I stopped dreaming when I had mine, you know? So Right, so, right. I'm glad, see, I'm glad you're bringing that up because yeah. I remember that required a phone call. <laughs> yes. Like that did. wasn't even a text. I was you're like, right. Heather, can you take a call? Yes. I love the monologue you wrote. Yeah. However, it's in the same episode where your guest says in the interview that my son made me dream bigger. And do you remember what your reaction was? I went, yeah. <laughs> and then you were a like, true, I don't care. A true Fran Drescher voice came out, like the true, true. Heather voice, right? Yeah. The switch, Heather Heather on air and, and not Heather on air. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Because that's not my story. So I was just shocked. I didn't know that that was a possibility for a human. Yeah. That, that, that doing that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was sort of the push and pull of- the show from that moment on. Right, because you thought you were saving me. You were like, yo, you're going to, like, listeners are going to think you're you're a little... Well, no, I was concerned that when he said that, because, you know, John is very charismatic yeah. on the episode, and he's very big on yeah. the episode, right? So when he comes, when he gets to that part, it's the awe. Yeah. But immediately, yeah. as a listener, you think about the monologue. Yeah. You know, it just would take you right, right back to that part. Right. So I was like, I was concerned. I was like, yeah. you know... I don't know how this lands mm. until I went downstairs and asked my wife Yeah, and she was like, no, that's the fucking honest part yes. of the show. <laughs> and Shan had your back. Shan was like, no, yeah. you keep that. Yeah. Don't move that. Cause that's, that's honesty. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I went upstairs and I kept it. And yeah. that to me, that's sort of been the push and the pull of the show ever since. Right. Yeah, like that's for sure. You know, for sure. Because a lot of the stories I'm hearing, are um, stories where my reaction or my next steps, right, would be completely different yeah. from my guests. So you're hearing the honest inter interaction of somebody who would be on the opposite spectrum of of mental health in, in the ability to move forward from this thing. And you get to hear me go, what? You know, you get to hear those or the, oh, damn, you know, you, right. you yeah. hear all of that. And I I think maybe subconsciously I knew that would happen, but I didn't know how sweet it would be. Sweet as in like nectar sweet to, to get to have that, yeah. like living, like living proof that this happens between humans, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was great. It's it was so cool. Yeah. And, um, and then we get into episode two mm -hmm. with Fiona. Your, 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 your favorite storyteller. You, you're like, that woman can speak properly. Oh, like, man. You didn't have to edit a sentence. No. I know. Well, I, I mean, she, I did, but... <laughs> She's God's gift to editing. Yeah. And for all of like, and I, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm just making jokes for all of her vocal fry. She does have a little vocal fry, you know, she has this gift of, and this is not a broadcaster, right? But she like yeah. knows immediately if she flubs a word or she, yeah. she to repeat it in the same timber and continue her story. Right. And it was effortless. Right. And I remember cutting that going like, oh, I love you. You're so fucking awesome. This is so, like, it was the easy, out of all the episodes, it's yeah. definitely, definitely the easiest, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. Um, I remember when we made that episode, 
I was bawling behind that. Remember, like yeah. we had the curtain up. Right, you had because I didn't want to interrupt up. the interviews. Right, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to be a presence in it. I had a, the sound curtain up, and I'm behind it. I was like, when she got to her son getting diabetes and stuff, I was like, my eye was like bawling. I was yeah. like, this is this is too many feelings yeah. on this show. Yeah, you and know? I remember like so. That was a Sunday night, and that's how we squeezed in so many, as we were speaking about, like how we were able to, you know, book three episodes, boom, 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 in November, right, right before the holidays, last week in November, early December, right? Um, so that was a Sunday night. So her and I went out to a Yum Yum Noodle Bar after and just like had like a little girl's night, you know, whatever. And I came and saw you the next evening for that other show that was sort of kind of ending that we were on and I could tell you were different. You were like, oh, I didn't real like I had this feeling. Oh, yeah. We were still doing the other show. Yeah. And I just had this feeling that you were like, Heather, I didn't realize when I was going to start doing a show for you. It was going to be like your mommy friends were going to come in and make me cry every night. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> right, welcome. Right. Like, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to Heather and the, <laughs> and the type of people she hangs with. And I was like, oh, I think I'm like affecting him. I'm making him have yeah. big boy cries. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, it wasn't like the ugly Billy Elliot cry, but it was like, yeah, it was like, a, yeah, it was sad. It was like, it was like when, when they say in Endgame, on your left, and you're like, oh man. <laughs> but then we get to Jeff, oh, who is very fun. God, I love him. Yeah, me too. Oh. But the dude once, and I'm like, man, come back. Yeah. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, I feel like you guys are internet friends now. <laughs> yeah, know? I love that dude. <laughs> I love that we're doing this, by the way, that we're 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 kind of reminiscing about the show and, and its importance and, and all that. Well, the- we haven't really actually got to hang while we were doing it. Yeah. No because of the remote right. stuff and you know and right. our schedules was, and stuff. Yeah. And it was all business. Right. So right. Our, our friendship had changed. Um but Jeff was one of those moments where when I left that night and I I have a 15, 16 minute drive back to my own house and I was crying on my car ride home as as I do because I'm a crier because I'm so impressed by other people's ability to tell stories. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, last night I went and saw Henry Rollins, who is a former, you know, frontman for obviously Black Flag, the Rollins band. He's now like sort of a storyteller, a speaker, if you will. And he, he says a few times throughout the show, he's like, he's like, oh, but I don't have that great of a handle on the English language. And, you know, I'm not the best writer. And I'm like, you tell stories amazingly. And I got to experience that with my guests where you know, Rich the nurse, not a writer, you know, uh, Jeff, a photographer, not a writer or storyteller and his ability to know how to frame that story, what parts to put in, what parts to keep out his, his use of, of being able to reflect and say, you know, that was a great soft skill. I'm like, first of all, who talks like that? Who like even has that at right. the tip of their tongue in like a nervous interaction? No, and you just yeah, bring no. out. So Jeff was the moment when I said, oh, I get it. My guests are expert storytellers. Like I thought I was going to be this expert interviewer and, right. and, and get information from people. Yeah. But instead the show was 
I'm just giving a space for people to tell really good stories. Yeah. And they all have such a good handle on it. And Jeff was like the 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 aha moment for me, for yeah, sure. Yeah, because you had your space in the monologue. Yeah. And the post. Yeah. Like it was fine. You were allowed to just listen and interact and not, yeah. you know, insert like, well, here's the part where I'm going to yuck, yuck. Yeah. You know, you right. no, you were in right. that moment yeah. and it was, it was, and that's, I guess like the things that make people like Dick Cavett, like incredible is, you know, because it's a real authentic conversation yeah. and not, you know, cards to get to the plug or right. to get to, yeah. So right. that's, yeah. that's what I appreciated about that. Sure. Like you definitely learn more about your guests and, yeah. you know, and their stories. Yeah. Which brings us to Rich. <laughs> Rich, I, okay, so this starts with, this is episode four, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I got a text from you, can you be up at the studio at <laughs> 10 in the morning? And I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> and you're like, because I have an ICU nurse, <laughs> right, coming by, and he's coming out of the an overnight. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, is he going to be all right to talk? He said, And you were like, he says he will. <laughs> I trust people. See, I'm not, you know. <laughs> so you pull up in the car. I'm I'm now 10 o'clock. I'm just starting coffee. Yeah. You know, Rich comes up the stairs and then he's like, hey, and he's real friendly. He's like, hey, good to see you. I'm like, hi. <laughs> good to see you. He probably thinks he's back at the ICU. He's like, you have about as much as a pulse. As- <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, because I was dead inside. <laughs> I, I was just starting my coffee. And then during the course of the interview, you brought up like because there's the like because I have the opening what is it for the new Yankee Stadium or the Yankee Hat the Yankee the Hat yeah yeah you and then you brought that right up there. in the interview yeah and I'm like oh fuck me <laughs> you showed up at ten o'clock in the morning with a Red Sox fan in tow <laughs> <laughs> and I got to be nice because he's a hero hero <laughs> <laughs> oh man because he walks around his ringtone is that old theme from Smallville. <laughs> It's like, you know, I got to talk to him like he has that aura. Right, like, yeah. right, right. And uh, No, but I mean, you know, like he was an incredible guest. Incredible. You know, and again, great command of his story. Yeah. Richie was sort of pulling punches a little bit yeah. as well. Yeah. I got, I, he answered questions and added to them things that I hadn't quite asked. And the goal to do that was like, I'm okay. You know? So it was, it was again, one of those moments where I said, I am so lucky to do this, but also lucky that I have a therapist now. (laughs) Because Heather a few months ago would not have been able to handle somebody, you know, sort of overriding, you know, my show. And and I would have shrunk, you know, the shoulders would have rolled forward and then the voice would have gotten mousy. And my friends that I grew up with on Long Island know me as, you know, Lucy from, from peanuts, right? Like I'll, 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 that makes perfect sense. I'll take the football, right. You know, and and I'm loud and, and uh, I I never needed a microphone when I was in school plays. (laughs) And you know, I'm kind of not all that anymore um, because of, you know, life, whatever. So, so they might be like, what do you mean you could let someone steamroll? And I can't, I have that ability now to, to let people steamroll me, which isn't a good thing. So it's interesting that you perceive it as being steamrolled because there are moments for you. I remember when you ask Rich, like, right. I don't remember what the question was, 
but you interrupted one of his answers to ask him a question that was like right in the forefront of like any listener's mind yeah, in that moment. Yeah. I don't remember specifically what it was, but like yeah. you hit him right back with that. And I was like, and again, we're using aggressive language, steamrolling and hitting back. And that's not what happened, but it's the immediate question yeah. didn't come from someone who didn't have command of the moment. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's, it's interesting that you think. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like I, I, I owe that to my therapist because I could have just sat back and um, I was present enough to, to say, that's not the answer. Like, that's not what I was asking. Like, come let's, you know, and, and to ask like more, like, no, no, give, give the listeners the, the 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 juice, the thing, you know? And uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I had a fear because, um, and as you as you might have been able to perceive, I don't know how much coffee you were able to drink in the hour and a half. Rich is a commanding presence, and yes. him and I in our friend group, and not just for a Red Sox fan. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean just as a person. Yeah. He's like he's you know we are we are one in the same. And whenever I meet somebody who's one in the same with me, I'm like, well, who's the alpha? You know, and I'm like, oh, I guess riches. You know, That's I take it. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. I have a lot of friends, and I I was always going to save this for stand up, but I'm probably never going to pursue it. I have a lot of friends that I think are friends with me because I am just like their husband. So they think they're getting some insider information of how their husbands work. That's wicked. Yeah. It's like, so when I think- I'm lighting a cigarette. When I think of Rich, I think of like- you know, that's just that's just Heather with a beard is is what that is. But he, you know, this is just all like <laughs> this is interesting as shit. Oh, so yeah, yeah. But, I'm, I'm but friends Rich- with Heather because she tops me. <laughs> like that's kind of what you just said. No, quite the opposite. Like he, like Rich, Rich is the better version of Heather. Like Rich does a better it's Heather. Heather. Rich does a better Heather than Heather. Let's put it that way. For the for the Farmingdale Long Island friends, remember Heather? Like Rich does Heather better. <laughs> oh man! Episode five. Episode five. Uh, Genesis. No. No, Monica. Monica. Yeah. Oh, Monica's the mother. Yeah. Who gave birth the, during COVID? Like at the very beginning. Like came out of the hospital. To to a different world. You know, when you read about those people that were on like some sort of like wilderness retreat in Vermont, you know, and then they were coming (laughs) home and they're like, like it's 28 days later or something. (laughs) And the world had changed. Like Monica was discharged from the hospital, like, and the next day lockdown started. So like, come on, how do you do that? And again, that's a story that like had anyone else told it would have been shit. Right. Mm. And like, yeah, I had, you know, it's not yeah. really a big deal, right. I had, you know, just the world was a little different when yeah. I came out. But then, you know, but she really framed what she meant right. and then what it's like to not right. have a support system right. during the most, you know, I, had a do- I have a daughter, so I know right. what, that's the most important yeah. period yeah. coming out of the hospital well, it, and it, having that support group around you. It's the most vulnerable period. Yeah. Y- you yeah. know, um, and it's important for most especially the 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 birthers you know mindset you know cuz you 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 truly die when you give birth you know you yeah. die i don't die no, my the, wife the, died the, the, yeah. yeah the person who births dies like a version of them dies because everything about them is different 
um, your body is different. You do lose so much blood. Not if, not only if you like hemorrhage or have like a traumatic birth. Yes, but you're technically a different person. You, yeah, yeah, but um, <laughs> you you become Sorry. you become a source of food. Like, oh, that's weird. You know, that's a weird thing to 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 become you know you've never been somebody's food before (laughs) you know like i i mean i've shared my fries maybe once i don't know that i've ever been someone's (laughs) so so like yeah i can i can see (laughs) this is why we're friends because you laugh at my jokes so much more than other people um Oh, yeah, man. so like the importance of her story to to for me and and <laughs> and why I thought it would be important for other mothers is even if you didn't birth in the pandemic, even if you didn't, you know, uh have twins and have postpartum um psychosis like I did. Even if you didn't you see parts of yourself in that story and you see or you see the parts like oh my god. I did have mac and cheese. I did have people come over and this woman didn't. God bless, you know, like, you know. Uh, No, but again, the way she told the story and her command of the story was was fantastic. And your dynamic, the two of you had a great dynamic together and that was really fun. And there were moments where you're being playful together. Yeah. And that was good because we had come off of four. Well, no, I mean the first... One in three were playful yeah. episodes. I, I, right. I can describe those we as more playful. We were kind of ping-ponging, like, yeah. you know? So, and then after Rich, you needed, like, one that was yeah. like, where you're, okay, well, there's Heather. Yeah. You know? Right. Making the yogurt choke, you know? Right, like, right. You know? <laughs> And then we get to... The the teacher. Yeah. 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 That's a great episode, oh, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I had a friend, so we haven't talked about this part of what's been interesting for me um, doing this show. So uh, listeners, I would say, you know, when you, when you start a project, it's interesting to see, you know, who's involved, which one of your friends like are yeah, See, I had a whole list of questions I was going to ask, but like, we just jump right. That was yeah, one of the questions. No. That was one of the questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to, you know, it's my show. So, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting to see like who, who reaches out to say they like it, who doesn't, you know, what. Um, And I had this one friend who I just love what people pick up on who who texted me, my friend Chelsea. And she said, I love that you said a magazine did not publish your little story about what teachers are going through. They they declined it. And you were like, screw it. I'm going to say it here. She's like, I am so proud of you Yeah, that you were just like, nah, I'm just going to read that story. And it, it could have felt like I was phoning it in. Like I didn't create an intro uh, for that episode. And then I was like, screw it. I'm just going to read my uh, sample of my writing, you know, like I'm on an interview or something. But yeah, that was, that was the course I chose to take. And, uh, Chelsea was proud of me, so so I'm happy with it. Shout out to Chelsea. <laughs> I remember, yeah, when I got that voiceover, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then, and I hadn't heard the interview yet. If there, you remember. Was there a lot of this? <laughs> no, not in that one. In that one, you kept it down, I think, to a minimum. That's when I bought the mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you got the mic stand. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the way, yeah, the way, because that, comes up in the interview itself yeah so and, and so i'm like okay this is really cool and then i heard it in the interview because i mean yeah. i was actually actually because of uh the linear way i was editing that one yeah 
I was sort of receiving it the same way. Right. And, you know, in its continuity. Right. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. And the way it ended was really great. Yeah. But by the way, before I forget, my favorite monologue of yours is in episode two. The fireplace monologue. Aww. Yeah, that one's great. I wrote that so quickly. It's so funny how sometimes I... uh you know, I, I toil over sentences or word choices within a sentence. And I wrote that in like a, in a, in a fever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, but, now uh, we get to Genesis. Yeah. Genesis. Such a great episode. Yeah. Imagine being a teacher during the pandemic also. Well, yeah. Like, uh, so she was definitely on my list. I made a notebook when I came up with the idea of this podcast. And I wrote, I feverishly wrote a couple of names down of who I was going to reach out to. And every single person written down, except for a few, made it. Like, you all got to hear. Like, and, and she was like the second name I wrote down. And, and I knew I wanted to do Genesis because this is not a, a complainer. Gen- Genesis is not a complainer. And there's, yeah. there's a lot to complain about. Right. Yeah. And, and I also know she comes from a traumatic childhood. Right. Um, and she has like darkness in, in her childhood. So I know so that naturally she was booked as a guest here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I, I knew that uh, school was a safe place for her. So I wanted, you know, there is a little crafting in these stories on my end where I'm like, what I want listeners to get out of this is like, imagine sure, sure being a teacher during a pandemic, but imagine being those kids where school is your safe space and everything's changed. And you're a kid that the reason you go to school is it's because it's the one consistent place, you know? Um, And so I thought Genesis would bring that that level of curiosity for people who don't, that isn't their story. You know, my, my biggest desire in this podcast is that people that don't align with the story listen. So when we get to the Michelle episode, when we get, when we talk about that, you know, I'm noticing a lot of people started following me on the Insta who are affiliated with domestic violence awareness, which is great. Sure. I want people who don't even think that is a is an issue <laughs> to listen and go oh shit you know um that will that is my my biggest goal because it's my biggest belief in the power of stories when you hear a story that is nothing like your own right your eyes open and you go oh god i that's empathy right that is that is empathy so yeah so the teacher episode um was crafted i hope to to illuminate yes how hard it was to be a teacher and also all the little lives that were so changed by all of that and she highlighted them she in such a way I, that was wow she, and, yeah again it, command it really you, of a story yeah. I, I don't i don't understand like and she didn't have to get into she didn't have to get into i think it's alluded to a little mm-hmm. but a lot of the obstacles that teachers had that we maybe had seen on the internet right you know right she didn't have to right we talk about it a little but she didn't have to turn it into a, a tongue lashing or a um right. can you believe this tempting. is our life yeah yeah, it's yeah very tempting. It, right yeah. um she kept it packaged and purposeful yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was remarkable. That episode. Yeah, totally. So, uh, way to frame that, by the way. <laughs> so now we get to Megan, yeah, which is the quiz essential. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to happen episode. I think. so. I know 
I know which ones are popular, which yeah. ones aren't popular. Yeah. I know which. Well, I mean, they're all. They're all know. doing great. I mean, I, listen, I, you are not a famous studio. <laughs> no. You're a studio above a garage, right? Right. We don't have fun. Uh, it's essentially a studio in Fonzie's house <laughs> is essentially where it is. There is a, there is a 16 foot tall fork across the street from us. Like, right. We are, we are not in the middle. A literal fork. There's a literal fork. <laughs> we are in the country, folks. Right. Um, we don't have marketing. We don't have, and and my listenership is wonderful. And every episode yeah. has a lot of traffic. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's no, cool but what I'm say. trying to say is like, there's the, there are episodes that the show isn't sort of known for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, and again, especially after last week as well, yeah. Michelle. Yeah. But this one is to me, mm-hmm. the, the closest to what I thought or the closest to me of what the show is. Mm. You're hyper you're hyper present in it. Yeah. Your interview is fantastic. Aww. The um the way the story goes totally Kate Bush and then gets <laughs> totally Kate Bush. <laughs> it's so great. Like it is yeah, it is oh, man. fantastic. Running like that up is that hill. Right. Oh man. <laughs> Kate Bush when Tori Muscle was good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was, to me, that's the rounded yeah. thing. Because the, the, again, the way, yeah, we, we mentioned before the ugly part of the story. Yeah. But then it gets so wonderful how yeah. she meets her new husband. Yeah. And it's such an adorable story. It is. It it's is. so great. I remember editing that going like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like as we're, you know, as I'm listening to it, because again, yeah. this was an, a remote this, one. I did this in my basement. You had no clue. I, I didn't even tell you I booked her. I just did it in my basement. And you're like, and here's you another like, episode. Yeah. You're you were like, like, do you have a, do you have an episode seven? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll text it to you or, right, or yeah. email it to you. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So I get the episode and I'm like, what the holy hell? <laughs> oh man. It's like listening to Louise Berlin. <laughs> I'm like, they're taking our children away. Oh my God. It was just like, and yeah. then, yeah. and then that wonderful moment happens and the way she tells it again, man, it is so good. Imagine being asked by your, you know, peripheral friend. We we used to hang out more when I lived in Poughkeepsie. Hey, do you want to be on my show? Uh, you know, I... I know your story and I think it's wild and being like, Oh yeah, sure. Sure. I'm an open book. And you know, having to talk about cancer and being Megan, man, she talks about it in the funniest yeah. and barely, I mean, cancer takes up what? Six minutes of the, sh- of the 48 minute episode, 52 minute episode. Yeah, spoiler cancer. <laughs> Well, they should have listened by now. This right. is the ultimate episode. This <laughs> um, so, I, and I just love that. You know, she's like, and on top of it, I had to, you know, but you know, it's cold and, and you kind of, you barf a little and you sleep a little, but you know. Oh, I, you're talking about the chemo. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like yeah. she does, like, you know, this wasn't, there was no agenda. Like I'm going to paint for people how hard it is to go through chemo and be a single mother and, you know, what was women with our boobs that try to kill us? You know, it was all very- It wasn't very, that at all. Right? No, it, it, it was wasn't. all no. very jovial in a sense of, of just it, when when a certain cancer comes into your life, you 
you know, you navigate it. And then this other cancer comes into your life and you navigate it again and you see the fact more so than the cold chemo going through your body and freezing you out. You see the fact that people left you presents on your on your front porch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's what she sees. And it wasn't, and it also wasn't told from a place of like, I won and this is all in the past. Right, or it wasn't right. that either. Right. Like right. It, it, there's a lot of different ways that story right. could have gone and right. it, and it didn't. And right. it was, and it made it so wonderful. Right. It and, was, uh, yeah, that's a great point. It wasn't this like, I'm a survivor. I'm right. Gonna, no, you know, right. it was very much, um, I did it, but I did it with this community of people, and I and I felt loved. Right, right. That's the that was the yeah. point of her story yeah. was that like yeah, it that was the it sort of it, it and a lot of the stories have a, it takes a village feel subtext. to them. Yeah, yeah, but this totally. one more than any of them. Totally, I had asked her with that first group of three: John, Fiona. And, and Megan, Jeff. Jeff actually reached out to me, which I think is the coolest thing. Yeah. She was in that group. So her and I hadn't prepped questions in, I didn't talk to her since November, where I was like, so these are the kinds of questions I would ask is what I email people. Right. And, uh, and, and this is my thought of where your story would go. And then they respond back what they think they're going to answer a little bit, you know, and any additional information I would need in case they sidetrack. Oh, by the way, did you know I, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. So we didn't practice because everything's been crazy. Right. Omicron, da, 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 da. I've been booking people. I'm texting you at, hey, can Rich come at 10 a.m.? Because right. life sort of got in the way. You're doing your show smelling like laundry. I'm, de- <laughs> I'm doing a show without a marketing team, without an editor. I write all the promo things, but I also have three kids. I'm also serving on different boards. I'm also, I also have a job. So so there's so much going on. Sometimes I go, oh shoot, I don't have an episode right, for next right. week. And that's what happened with Megan and I. So we didn't get a chance to exchange too many um, pre-questions. And it was kind of like, hey, are you okay with if I ask about your ex, you don't have to say what kind, you know, who he cheated on you with if you don't want to. So listening to the, what she revealed, listening to parts of the story I didn't know were going to come oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to be a part of that in a way I might not have with my other episodes, which I might have been a little more polished in my, like, then I know that Genesis is going to talk about, you know, being a coach for, you know, PB right. teams. Then I know, da, da, da. I got to just sit there and let it happen. And it was beautiful. Yeah. That episode, I got to be a listener and then go, oh, shoot, I have to ask a question now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah, no, that, is, that yeah. is up there. It's definitely in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. See? Yeah. Before we get to the penultimate, we got to yeah. talk about the episode that didn't happen. Yeah. So you had a guest that was supposed to come on. I did. But she couldn't do it because mm-hmm. she was so afraid. Mm-hmm. Of, can we say that? Can we talk about yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I... I you don't t- have to mention any names, but... Talked about it on Instagram a little bit just to let people know why there wouldn't be an episode. Yeah, so I had started the intro for Megan's episode saying we're going to do another three-part series because I had just come off of one. Right, after the COVID trilogy. Yeah, the COVID we were trilogy. We going to do the abuse trilogy. Um, like, what's the Star Wars intro? You know? <laughs> right, right. Um, so we were going to do the Life After Abuse trilogy. And 
when I think about this friend and what has changed about their life since the abusive relationship they were in, I was like, you, you are an inspiration story. Like, this, like, yeah, and that's another story that has an ending that's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, if you're comfortable, I would love to have you on the show. And and they were absolutely game, you know, a wonderful friend. So, so willing to, you know, support me and, and to be a part of it. And then um, they must have had a, you know, a, a better aha moment where they were like, you know, my ex could... Not that, you know, not that the ex is listening, but, you know, as grapevine happens, my ex could hear this and use this against me and say that I said this or did this. And they must still be in such a contentious situation. Like Megan didn't have to worry. It's pretty obvious what he did. There's, you know, receipts, literal, literal receipts, (laughs) receipts as the kids say. So there's not much he can, you know, fault her for saying, hey, this happened to me. For her, for, but for we're talking about a, a much different kind of abuse. Exactly, in this yeah. exactly. And and I was just going to say, when it when it's that abuse, um, and when it's that um, hidden or or masked, you know, I don't know. Is that what happens to narcissists that they start to believe they didn't? Like, like is it is it that ingrained the lie that? They, they would be so angry hearing that story because you, you effing liar, you know, right, like, right. would that be what happened? So they started saying, you I love that your abuse voice is like one of the Bowery boys. <laughs> that was like, Andrew. Hey, Muggsy. It was Andrew Dice Clay. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll go <laughs> with that. Little Miss Muffet, I'll kick her in her tuffet. No, I don't know. Also a little Pete Davidson I heard there. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, um, we're just evoking all the hotties. Jeez. <laughs> Jesus! But she started texting like, "Well, we can't say it was, you know, at this point in my life. Well, we can't say it's the father of the children. Well, we can't say." And I was like, "Oh." And then I was like, "Okay, well, there's workarounds. We won't even, you know, we'll talk about your life now, and we'll maybe just allude to." And then, and okay, okay. And then I actually was like, you know what? I think I'm doing you dirty by putting you in the abuse trilogy. Next season, we'll talk about, you know, becoming a writer in your midlife, you know, or like not being a writer. And then poof, one day you wrote a book, you know, because, because this person did write a book. I don't want to, I don't want to do this to you. I don't want you to feel you have to censor your own story and we have to like, yeah. chop it and paste it and all these weird things. I mean, it, like to your point though, there, there were definitely workarounds. Like, yeah. I mean, you remember like yeah. when Rich was on, right. I wouldn't even let it air where, what town Rich's yeah. hospital is and in. And he thought you were so fine. He was like, no, it's totally fine. And I was like, listen, dog is like, no, 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 that's not, no. that's not how we do things. No. So anyway, so I, I, you know, I, I said, Hey, I don't want to do this to you. Um, I'm okay with, you know, us not, not doing this and, and tabling it till next season and and you know this is all through text i'm out to dinner with my kids and if if a text could speak if walls could talk right it was so you could you could feel the uh um in in the in the linguistics of of the reply you know oh, okay. and, and the amount of exclamations and the certain heart emojis right like there you could tell it was and in fairness you do look into the word the verbiage of every text you've told me that oh my gosh yeah i'm yeah. an overanalyzer yeah. yeah so it's not just yeah. you projecting dude like when right. you text me okay 
and it's O-K-A-Y. When you take the time to write the A and the Y, yeah. but that's all you write to me, I'm like, what kind of psychopath writes <laughs> the full word okay, but doesn't say more? I say, I can't t- I can't text with men anymore. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. How are you going to write I'm a of full- a certain age. I- I'm of a certain age. So I don't do KK or, you know what I mean? Like I just, you know, I don't really use emojis that much. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I always want to, I always want to circle it with my former professor pen and write, say more here. Right. <laughs> like I used yeah. to do to students. Say more here. <laughs> so yeah. So I overanalyzed their text back, but I do think they were relieved and they were like, thank you so much. I can't wait. Um, so hopefully they'll, they'll be on season two. I'll be awesome. Yeah. Now we get to Michelle. First guest since Rich. Yeah. Who could physically be in the workspace with us. Yeah. And that was a wonderful experience. It was. It was. It was also super nerve wracking because I'm very protective of her story and, 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 and her sister's story. Yes. You know, I don't want either of those women uh, to feel that they've been pressured kind of, you know, on the same lines of the friend that I, I said, Hey, let's sit this one out. I don't want anyone to feel pressured into telling parts of their story that they don't want to. I don't want anyone to feel there's an agenda in my show, right? Like I'm not trying to get rich off of her story. I've, I've, I've become negative rich in, 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 in making this podcast, right? I pay to do it. Um, I don't want anyone to think, that I'm a gotcha journalist, you know, like even when you go on these shows like a 48 hours or whatever, like Michelle has had to, there's always going to be that, that, um, crafted headline of, you know, villain or da da da, you know, and that's just not, that's not the vibe here. And I hoped Michelle felt that and I, and we're friends. So I, I know that she trusts me. But, you know, she's also a human being. She has to be like the belly has to be clenched being like, is Heather going to pull one of those on me? You know, so. Oh, certainly. And also, as it's mentioned in the episode, she had just started telling her sister's story again. Right. But we spend a great deal of the episode on Michelle's story. Yeah. And that's what makes it wonderful. Absolutely. Like we get into Michelle's entire. Absolutely. Story. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's, she's not, she wasn't a catalyst just to tell her sister's story. Right. You know, so, right. you know, that's important too. What I loved about, like I had just revealed a few minutes ago, I, I send people pre-questions, you know? So I was like, Hey Michelle, what did you study in college? Uh, just so I could, articulately ask, you know, and and if she didn't study writing in college, I wouldn't ask about her college experience. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense for the show. You know, right. So I send these pre questions, you know, and what I love about uh, what happened in our conversation and the stuff Michelle revealed that I didn't know she was going to, though I knew her story because we're friends. I think even Michelle being a writer, knows that there's an audience listening. And when we tell stories, we're connecting with humans. Yeah. And there people can see parts of their own story in Michelle's. Michelle can see parts of herself in her own sisters. Yeah. And uh you know so there's there's that the every woe man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say man. Right in 
in our stories. Yeah. And to end, so we always knew we were going to end on Michelle because to be fair, that she has a following of, of people. So it feels, it feels ultimate. It feels like a, a, a putting the lid on, on, on the box that we're sending off as a present. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then I get to write these intros and outros and I'm like, Oh my God, we did it. We did the thing. We talked about the importance of storytelling without talking about, about the, the importance, importance of storytelling. storytelling. Sure. And, and I, I know Michelle was ever present of her task and, and her, and her job as a storyteller, cause she's doing it with, with her book. Yeah. Right. That we're all visible in some way, in people's stories. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a little bit of Megan in in Michelle's pre-life, right? There's a little bit of, you yeah. know. Uh, so I it, could not put any of this better. Continue, right. please. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it's funny, we had to edit out a lot of my sobs. Um, and Michelle is so poised and she lives it every day. And she even says in the episode, it's not like me and the kids are crying every day. We we have dance recital. We have, we Meanwhile, have to go Meanwhile, I'm hiding my I, face <laughs> there and you're sobbing to talking to her and she's like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Right. Because Because she's she's got to pick up the kids from her taping. She's got to get those kids off the goddamn bus. Right. Right. She's in it. Right. Like I, you know, didn't even realize, like I say in the intro, every minute has been uncertain since it's also every minute is, is not her own anymore since, right? Like you got to get this kid and they have a, you know, like, that one goes to dance and da, 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 da. you know, three kids is a lot. I, I know, you know, we had to edit out a lot of my sobs. They, it's so hard to not sob when you're watching someone, you know, it's not even like a inappropriate sob, like, whoa, I'm so sorry. That's your life. It's not immature empathy. I was watching beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching, yeah, that's, you know, what? You know yeah. I was watching a human who like, she even, even being able to say, I'm a very t- tenacious person. Boom. That human has got it. Like she knows I am tenacious. I am a, an, an excellent writer. I have worth. I have value. My story is going to reach people. And I got, I had to watch that. Like, of course I cried at the beauty of it, at the strength, at the, at the example of, of perseverance and, uh, and, and to just be proud of your friend, just to be like, wow, my friend is Really, I'm going to turn that on you for a freaking, minute. Freaking, freaking! Uh, I'm cool. going to turn that on you for a minute <laughs> because you're the goddamn opposite of that. Yeah. When your writing is amazing, <laughs> and you you have a pattern of being the exact opposite, being yeah. like, you know, no, it's crap. Everything's bad. <laughs> no, no. And, and the thing is, you know, cognitively, you know, your work isn't. And that's yeah. so when you're crying at the beauty, you're also like. There's also a little bit of like, oh, that's the piece that's missing. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. You're such a good friend to to freaking be able to recognize that. I, and that's the it, that's hard to watch. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying yeah. to be nice to you. I'm no. telling you that's hard for me to yeah. watch yeah. because you're like, it, it's almost in a sense of like watching my friend self cripple yeah you know what i mean and you know we've had these conversations a ton of times or like you know or when you make a self-deprecating joke in in a every time you breathe but like but we haven't even mentioned my fupa yet you know right so jesus christ but um but yeah i mean that's that's 
you know, she was, I mean, in all fairness, yeah, Michelle's fucking divine, yeah. right? Like this is someone who under pressure yeah. had to like become a different shape. Dude, Faulkner, like Grace under, Faulkner couldn't have written it. This right. is Grace under pressure. Nice try, Hemingway. Nice try, but like you guys did not do it. Like right. she did it. Exactly. She did it. <laughs> right. But yeah, your awe yeah. is also on you yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So. For sure. I mean, and like, I sometimes say this to my therapist. I say to her, I am the most insecure, cocky person you'll ever meet. And she just like cracks up because there is like some of those tears too are like, if Michelle could do this, I could do this. Not that I'm saying like I live the same life as Michelle. My sister is not in prison. I'm not raising my sister's kids, but this idea of like Michelle comes from trauma. I come from trauma. Michelle's no, but doing Michelle, the thing. You know, Michelle during, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like Michelle did project that she knew what she was going to do yeah. since she was a child. Yeah, she yeah. knew she was going to write as a child. Yeah. When she talks about her writing, she's matter of fact yeah. talking about something as if it were an object she can pick up and put down at will. Yeah. You know, whereas you look at it like a, you know, an albatross. Right, right. So <laughs> really it's, it's a little different. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But no, and it, it was, it's just one of, yeah. It's it's everything. When I watch her speak, when I, uh, you know, I've read the prologue to her to her book I've read, and, and chapter one, I think. And when I get to witness that, I go, yes, this is it. Yeah. And yeah. I do this too. And I, and I, and I effing know I do. And I yeah. know I do it good too. And, uh, it was, it was really, it was really cool to watch. Yeah. It was, and you know, she talks about reciprocity being absent in her, the relationship with, with her, her ex-husband. What I feel when I'm in a writer's group with Michelle or when we talk about writing and when we talk about our life together is a reciprocity between writers. I feed her things that she might not intrinsically have, even though she has always known she'd be a writer. She feeds me that all that other stuff, right? I feel like the air in this room was different. Um, she really came, told a story, moved us all, but also exemplified what it means to be a person who is telling their story because stories matter. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. And that's uh, that's the beauty of that episode. And I am so. It's like the John one. Like, I didn't know it was going to go so well, the John one. Like, like when I first played lacrosse in fifth grade, when I came to my town. You played lacrosse? I did play lacrosse. And I was like pretty good at it that first season. Off the air, you're going to explain to me. <laughs> no, I'm not making a joke. Like, off the air, you're going to explain. I know people who do, do start stories with yeah. when I played lacrosse. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I was like, right. So like that first year, you know, I did it. I was pretty good. Sixth grade, I'm pretty okay, but the other girls are getting better. By seventh grade, I'm not any good anymore, and all the other girls have soared, right? Like this, I definitely- You just stop being athletic, or- I just, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's like um, beginner's luck. Is that the term people use? Like, yeah, it was like yeah. beginner's luck. When John's episode came out so good, and you turned to me and you said, you had no business being that good on your first interview. No, I know. I was I've never interviewed somebody before in my life. Yeah. Um, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I thought I went, oh no, and is this going to be a case of beginner's luck? And uh, I didn't mean to put that in your head. No, no, you didn't. Right. I, you know, I, I, I have a head that. 
does it for me. Don't you worry. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to say, to take a page out of Michelle, uh, it's not beginner's luck. Like, I I did it. I did the damn thing the whole season. Yeah. You should have waited for me to say that. (laughs) No. So so now I'm too cocky. Is that it? Okay. No, but no, you're right. No, you did do the thing. You should be proud of yourself that you did this thing. You have a collection of work that you did yourself and you you kicked ass at. You did. And it was really great. And you kicked ass. I turned knobs. I I removed ums. Nobody removes (laughs) ums the way you remove ums. I've never heard such a good um removal. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wasn't your mole on the other side? (laughs) And because I know your sense of humor, you're about to turn that into a euphemism, and I'm going to stop you before you do it. (laughs) Uh, This has been a really funny afternoon. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's been, I just want to tell you, it's been an adventure for me to work on the show, to hear, to not only just watch how you grew doing it, Mm. but also I had to use pathways in my brain Mm. that were otherwise not there, mostly because I'm male, Mm. but also like even back to learning about, okay, well, this was the honest moment. Yeah. Keep that. Yeah. And also having to look at my friend like a character in the sense yeah. of being like, you know, behind the screen, like objectively tinkering with your voice and stuff. Yeah. Going like, okay, well, where's, you know, where's my lead? Okay, there it is. And, you know, and, and puzzling it together, yeah. watching what you did and watching, and enough for nothing, like picking the roster of people that yeah. you did yeah. for a show that should have been. On the surface, like I made the joke, like, oh, it's just like, oh man, it's like a spoken word Kate Bush record or something. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a yeah. male perspective of right, it, right? Like, right. you know, because we're awesome. Like, <laughs> you know, looking at it, like, you know, like, oh, there's so many fucking feelings on this show. But yeah. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I, I'm not putting that gracefully at all. But like, the, the way you come out of a lot of this is so much more than the genre deserves <laughs> you know or the medium deserves you know what i mean just kind of like it's you did that in a podcast dude i did it in a podcast you know yeah but i i have to give you credit made, you turn podcasting into movie making yeah, i am did. the scorsese no um <laughs> i have to give credit too though to like okay sure i did pick that roster i did you know search those people I did say, hey, you have something here. What am I, uh, what am I, a talent scout all of a sudden? I'm like, hey, you have something here. Um, But I did, yeah, for sure. But man, it it tells me like, what are humans capable of that they don't realize they are because nobody gave them the opportunity? Like, did Rich know he's a, he's a, he's a teacher. Right. Like he goes in and and he does the work of nursing. Does he know he can now be a professor at Mount St. Mary and teach nursing? Do you know what I mean? Like he's a teacher, like just his ability. And I guess I'm, I'm only using Rich right now, but everyone, everyone. Rich could be a voice actor also. Great voice. yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally and then uh the texts i was getting about john's voice they are not 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 for the air they're not for the air the texts i was getting hacha matcha (laughs) but lord um you know i yeah there's something 
that I have to give credit to to my guests and their ability to be present for me, yeah. you know, and answer fully and and tell tell the damn thing. I might have did the damn thing. They told the damn thing. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah. yeah. So what do you what do you think season two is going to be like? Because we're coming back. We're we're off until the fall. Yeah. So what Which do you think? Is, what do you think season two is going to be like? What? How's it going to be different? How's it going to be different? Um, I my besides you coming in and being like Michelle. <laughs> yeah, and being I'm, absolutely I'm gonna be confident as about what you're confident doing. Confident as Michelle overnight. Um, no, you you got a summer. <laughs> <laughs> you got a summer. There it is. Uh, I'll get my summer bod ready. Um. I'm hoping to supplement more of me. I'm hoping to start a Patreon and to do some like bonus features, right? Um, So I see- Exclusive content. Yeah, Yeah. exclusive content. I see a little bit of that. Rich, and I think some of our friends in our circle of friends uh, had asked me like, who are you going to interview next time? Are you going to start interviewing- like more known people, right? Instead of, because one of the things I get texts from friends that are like so appreciative that I am giving a space for the stories of people who are not famous, right? I listen to Mark Maron's podcast, not only because I have an Uber crush on him, but because like, I like hearing celebrities life stories, Yeah. but I'm giving a space for people who are not celebrities to tell, you know, their own life stories, which when does that ever happen? Um, So am I going to start like, booking people that are, you know, more known or more, you know, so that, that weighs on me because I, I, I know that in order to maybe, um, reach more listeners, maybe make money. Cause I have children. <laughs> I, I might have to start doing that. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to lose the idea of like, this is a stage for for the every woman and man. Right. You know, this is this is a place. And, and, and it's interesting that you say that because I, I to some extent if you book a celebrity they're hyper aware that they're on microphones and they're yeah. you know, there's that too. So there's a yeah. little bit of compromise there. Like but yeah. yeah, I mean we'll probably book bigger guests, you know, and sprinkle them in. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I definitely agree yeah. that you gave a platform to people that otherwise didn't have one. Yeah. You know, and the, and you gave a platform to people who tell their stories wonderfully. Tell them wonderfully. Yeah. And I, and I have to use a, a lack of a better term. I, I have faith that there are m- many more people out there that, that will do that also that, that can tell their stories wonderfully. I really like that. We talked about the tension between John, you know, to go back to that example, John be dreaming bigger when, when he birthed his son and me going, yeah, I almost want to see like more of whether it's intentional or not. Like, how do I book guests where it's like, it's so, it, it's obvious that I'm like, oh, wow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want people to hear my true voice more is what I'm saying. Oh, right, wow. Right. <laughs> Not um, that like you're like, well, really? Because I'm a sociopath. Like, that's not what you're saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's but, be clear about that. But. Well, because I always have the listener in mind and it's like, I think there's beauty in those, in those, in those moments of tension. Well, I think that's the thing I'm proudest most of what you've done. Mm-hmm. And it is, there's nothing performative yeah. about your conversations. And that I think is the best part of the show. Yeah. Is that I guess I can wrap it around by saying my first question was, 
how did the person we define as the funny girl land on the show? Mm, right. Yeah. But you didn't at any time in conversation be like, well, I have to insert a witticism here right. or, right. you know, or I start- did when it, when it was natural, but that's how I live my but life. Your, like, but that yeah. was your dynamic with those specific people because right. you know them right. as well. Right? right. So like, it wasn't like I need to, you know, I got, it's the Heather show. Right. You know, and that, I think that's the most authentic thing about the show. Yeah. And I hate that word because it's used a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We're all supposed to be authentic. Yeah. You know, it's but the we do a podcast. Certified organic thing of this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. The no GMO thing about this show is that you don't insert yourself when it's not necessary. No. But no, I'm proud of you. I'm Thank proud of you. you. This was a hell of a season and yeah. a hell of a ride. I am that was worthy of an episode like this. I think so too. I hope the listeners enjoyed an episode like this, a little behind the scenes, a little. You know, um, a moment to reflect, like we're reflecting on the show, but I, I would hope that audiences are reflecting on moments that they loved in old episodes because I know they loved it because they blew up my phone to tell me, which, oh my God, please don't ever stop doing that. I need it. Um, you know, I hope you're reflecting on like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way because that's how we grow. That's how we learn. Yeah. And that's how we make memories of, you know, I'll talk about him again. Henry Rollins last night, you know, he said, he said, you're not going to remember this show at all. He's like, you are going to go home. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you're not going to remember this show. It's not a core memory, but you will remember, you know, some trauma that happened to you when, when you were a kid. Right. And, uh, I think he's a brilliant man and, and I loved last night. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to fight against that. I, my job is to make people remember the the nights and the the stories they heard that's that's all and i don't think of the show as a trauma <laughs> oh yeah there's that <laughs> me when i'm trying to write the promo the day of and i need to write like an instagram post and i'm like that is a trauma <laughs> i'm like i'm like what are the words i need to use you know how do i make this not sound like come it's a fire sale you know <laughs> like how do i how do i find the good words you know I find them. Well, this has been awesome. I'm yeah. glad that I was allowed to come on and talk. Yeah. So. I'm so glad too. I'm glad you thought of this episode. I, I did. did. So all kudos to you for everything, for well, everything. Well, you're welcome. And I, I, well, I didn't want to turn it on you and be like, what were you thinking when you, <laughs> when you asked that question? <laughs> no, you did really. And like, I'm still, I'm floored by what you did and mm. it's, you know, and you should be proud of yourself and you should listen back to this all summer. Yeah. And, you know, and get ready for season two. Get. But, you know, take a victory lap. I think so. I think I will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to kick you out now. All right. That Wasn't Supposed to Happen is produced by Doug Wartell at Spillway Street Studio here in Red Hook, New York. Artwork by Natalie Ranganeshi. Hosted by me, Heather Delamore. If you or someone you know has a story to tell, please reach out to us at supposed to happen show at gmail.com. I'll never say anything happens for a reason, but it is reason enough to talk about it.
street.